Travel on the Pat Kenny Show. Thanks to Ryanair. Flying you to over 200 destinations is our business. What you do there is yours. Now, Washington, D.C., um, it's a tale of two cities because there is a, a somewhat uh, threatening inner city, uh, which you can come across quite easily. Yeah. And then there's uh, Museum Central. Yeah, good point. It's, it's say, let's call it um, City of Neighbourhoods because the downtown area kind of laid out on a grid around, and you know these big set pieces, the, the White House, of course, the National yeah. Mall. At one end, you have the Lincoln Memorial. At the other hand, you have the U.S. Uh, Capitol. All of that's very navigable, but then the, the neighbourhoods that kind of radiate around it, you need to kind of get your bearings on it. Some of them are really plush and leafy and like yeah. these lovely brownstone style buildings like Georgetown. This is uh, where DuPont. all the, the politicians and their acolytes yeah. live. In fact, yeah, I walked through Georgetown. Uh, M Street is the main drag there, and it's all kind of interior shop and showy retail, and then places where you pay, you know, twenty dollars for a cocktail or fiver for an americano. And I walked. Um, that's where JFK lived when he lived in DC. And then I took another little detour and passed another interesting house that was once lived in by Julia Child. This lovely old wooden house uh, and a guy out beside it, the neighbour hanging his his decorations for whatever was going on that weekend. And and then just like literally 10, 15 minutes away, you walk to the White House. It's quite compact around that city centre. It was a fictionalised Julia Child series on, I think it was on Netflix, which I saw. And she lived in a, you know, a modest enough suburban house. I think that might, it, it must may be have something similar to this. And like the yeah, leaves, the, auto- the the colour around it is almost dripping onto it. But that's what, one of the things I love about this city is you feel like you're in a movie set. You, you've been, haven't you, yeah. to DC? You were, like, you're, I was thinking of Veep. I was thinking about all the times the White House being attacked by aliens and destroyed or the, the political intrigue of all the president's men. Every time you turn a corner, there's something you see on the news or on the TV. The Supreme Court, I walked by and there was a demonstration happening outside it. Uh, the same with the White House. I just love that sense of it being in these iconic locations. Now, uh, talk to me about how to get there. I mean, are yeah. there direct flights to Dulles? Yeah, Transatlantic is very much back. That's the bigger picture this year. Aer Lingus is going to be running its busiest ever American schedule from both Dublin and Manchester. And you can do direct flights from Dublin with United and with Aer Lingus now. So it's very easy to get to. It's a seven, eight hour flight. Um, the exchange rate, as I come into you this morning, is still testy it's like a, a euro will buy you one dollar and seven so you mm. you know by the time you add the sales tax and by the time you throw it's the going to be expensive tip on top yeah you can be paying a fair bit and one other thing to bear in mind um you still need to show your your certificate of va- full vaccination so this can throw people because Novak <laughs> Novak Djokovic is lobbying for an exemption and, and he's not the only one the industry really wants to be done of this but the the White House has, has not given anything away I thought to be honest coming into yeah, this year it's with going you, to be May be before they uh, abolish the vaccine mandate yeah, it seems but so if you are going as well as the normal checks with your passport and all that just double check you have that and it's available because it's checked with the airline now they will let you know and all that but yeah. it's easy but, to forget but you don't have to have a test anymore but no. you have to be have have been vaccinated, vaccinated and yeah. up to date. Yeah. So that that's all the sort of red tape. But then once you're on the ground, it's all business as usual. Yeah. Like, now, uh, now, when is the best time to go? I think... Oh, I'm torn here. Okay. April is going to explode with cherry blossoms. Like you, we think about Kyoto in Japan when we talk about the cherry blossoms, but the National Mall in DC is just gorgeous. And interestingly... 
the trees, the blossom trees along the mall were actually sourced from Japan. They were gifted by Tokyo's mayor in 1912. There's an interesting link okay. between the two. They, this purple clouds of flowers just surround the reflecting pools and the mall. So, but what else are you going to get once these are out is, of course, the crowds. So yeah. the prices are going to go up, as we know. Um, I think May, June... It turns into not just a political swamp, but an atmospheric swamp in August. So don't go then. But autumn uh, and early winter. So those little shoulder seasons are the best time. Avoid the midterms, avoid all all the... Exactly. It gets really brutally cold in December, January too. Now, the places that we can go to see... um, Ford's Theatre. Yeah, me kind of like a politics nerd travelling around seeing all these shots. That's where President Lincoln was shot in 1865. And these structures still exist. And it's it's, you're kind of at one point, they feel like a huge historic remove. But at the other, 1865 isn't that long ago. The US history is so young when you think about it. I went from there to at the complete other end of the spectrum, a place called Pete's Diner, where I got like a really greasy plate of bacon and eggs served up to me. And actually only spent $8 on it, which was great. But that's where the speaker, do you remember a guy called John? John Beaner, I do. Yeah, Yeah, I do indeed. Uh, What about the White House? Can you get in? You can't get in. You can get quite close, though. I was able to take these selfies of myself with it looking like it was over my shoulder. You come up to the gate on Pennsylvania Avenue, but uh, you you know you want to be on your best behaviour there. Or it's (laughs) secret service, canine dogs. You can get round to the West Wing. I mean... you yeah. can't get in. No. But you can be You close. can get a good view of it. Yeah. yeah. And you can see a bit of the comings and goings where you can get into and I would recommend is the capital. So you do need to go through a big security thing here obviously after January the 6th you go through all the metal detectors I have to spill out my water. It's almost like getting onto an airplane. There's a, Then you join these free tours by these guys in red blazers and they take you around the corridors where all the senators and congressmen walk and the, into the rotunda and they tell you all the stories about that. But someone And watch asked, out for guys with Viking heads. <laughs> <laughs> well, interestingly, someone said, tell us about January 6th. And I said, we're not allowed to talk about that, sir. Yeah. So they yeah. kind of shut that down really they quick. Shut that down. They're much more interested in talking about ghosts. Now, there are so many brilliant museums in oh, Washington. Oh, my God. I think, oh, pound for pound, is this the best museum city there is? Got to be. Maybe, yeah, London might be up there. But look, uh, Smithsonian alone has 17 different museums. You, like you think about the National Museum of African American History, the, the the Portrait Gallery. But I went this time to the National Air and Space Museum. It's just got a big reboot. Walking into that hall and above you, hanging from the ceiling is like a, a about five different airplanes of all different vintages. You can walk into the fuselage of a DC-7, into the cockpit of a jumbo jet you see a, like a life-size X-wing fighter from the Star Wars movies beside it I went into another room I stood face to face separated only by a pane of glass from Neil Armstrong's spacesuit wow. from the actual mission the Apollo 11 wasn't it to the moon and beside it is the command module that they splashed down the actual one yeah no replica and then uh, Orville and Wright's plane and there's a little sign saying this is the real deal so it's just the combination of these real wow, you are there moments mm. and the fact that it's all authentic stuff now, that you... Now, f- what about the International Spy Museum? I'd never <laughs> heard of that. This one I went to... Last time I was in D.C., it was a good while ago, I went to the FBI Museum, but that has subsequently been closed off to visitors, unless you're American. But I said this time I'd go to the International Spy Museum. Now, a lot of the Smithsonian's are free, which is a great 
boon. But the spy museum cost me $30. And as I went in, I got a little ticket that said, you know, your name is Blake. I think it was, what was it? Some funky spy surname, codename Raptor. And here's your card. And I got a card. And as I went around looking at the exhibits, you could tap your card and solve puzzles and get involved in all this stuff. And they, again, they had, you know, the the old school 1950s spy stuff, like the the glasses and the things you'd carry, the button cameras and all mm. that and the Kennedy and Khrushchev era but then they moved towards cyber terrorism and they moved they have these um, original displays thrown into the middle of it that really throw you off your guard the, the quality of them like the actual ice pick with which Trotsky was assassinated <laughs> and an actual plane <laughs> ticket which was really sobering recovered from the wreckage of 9-11 which was kind of gave wow. me a jolt yeah. uh, and the, the point of this museum is to talk about espionage and the role of intelligence gathering in international affairs it was just kind of fun but really the quality it was good too Finally Paul where to stay? How expensive? Uh, y- you're going to if you stay within the political season or the peak times I mentioned you're going to pay top dollar similar to New York or, or Chicago but if you can go in the off season and you'll you'll do better. I would recommend booking a package uh, with the likes of Tour America, American Holiday, Sunway and all that. You'll get the best deals with the combos. But the one hotel I did stay in, uh, now I was a guest, but it's interesting, the Doyle Collection, Ireland's Doyle Collection, you know, do the Westbury and the Riverlea in Cork, have a hotel on DuPont Circle. While I was there, Secret Service were outside and they were taking a president, a visiting president uh, from a, a, a Central American country down to the White House. It was all felt like just oh, being in the thick of it. Very good. It <laughs> sounds like a very exciting city. That's uh, to visit. Yeah. It's been a few years since I've been there, but I enjoyed it very much. Uh, thank you very much, Paul O'Connell, travel editor with The Independent. Thank you very much for joining us. Travel on The Pat Kenny Show. Thanks to Ryanair. Flying you to over 200 destinations is our business. What you do there is yours.